talk about streaks? Why? Well, because the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. I don't are know on. why you're so up on this stupid streak. You and oh, I was reading a couple of your twitters, your tweeters, your your tweets, and all the responses. It's a streak. Who it, cares? Well, it, you should. Everybody should care. This is the second longest streak we've ever seen in the league. Oh, I, and you know what? I think it's great. But let's stop comparing streaks. What, well, what does it matter? Well, it like matters. It's a, it's a streak. We're streaking. We're streaking. <laughs> people don't like it because they're getting close to the Rangers record. No, people. I think what needs to, and this is why I'm honestly, this is why I'm so passionate about it because you know that I've never been a fan of the shootout since day one. Yeah. I think the shootout is the worst thing to have happened to hockey, period. Yeah. I really do. And and it really... Wait, I thought that was the delay of game call. No, that's just the cruelest oh, okay. penalty in all of sports. <laughs> okay. It really is. <laughs> but no, I just... I really think it's... It, and it has fundamentally changed things. And it, it, it leads to these kinds of debates. And I get it. I'm all for the evolution of the game. And yes, this is where we're at. I think when you and I talked about it, you pointed out, don't penalize the team for getting a quote-unquote win if it comes in a shootout. Those mm-hmm. are the rules that we're playing under today. And I get that. It just, it, it's a real example of how the game has opened itself up to this sort of debate or asterisk making, right? I, I should stop saying who cares because obviously people care. I just don't understand the reason behind it. It's a streak. The rules of the game change. It, why aren't people upset that, you know, there's not more uh, point corrections for when the game was different from back when, you know, Wayne Gretzky has all had all those points. Well, should we take a start looking at Yarmer Yager's points and say he's probably got the most points in NHL history because he played in a different era? It, it doesn't make sense to me. We're talking about the rules are different. The streak is still the same. It's not like, oh, well, if they get 20, if they get 26, the Rangers still have the streak. No, they have the most wins in regulation streak. That's the streak they have. Well, see, maybe. Okay. I suppose, but then you're talking about an asterisk, aren't you? See, here's the thing. No. Okay. I'm talking about a total different streak. I, I First of all, I, I think your your analogy for points Correction. accumulated uh, is is the most ridiculous thing. I mean, that's that's weak. That's super weak, and I think you know it's weak. Well, I'm but, just saying that the game has changed. So yeah, why are we comparing? Of course it has. So why are, why are we, that's my way of punishing. Like, why, why are we punishing or, or calling into question the validity of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound streak because they have some... Uh, overtime wins. I'm not. I'm calling into question the streaks that came into being with shootout wins involved. So if the so if the Sioux win number 25 in a shootout, is their streak now mute to you? To me, yes. It's that mute. is the dumbest thing ever. Okay, so I'll tell you where this all started. And by the way, by the way, we are. Uh, oh, it's the Farwell and Pope podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and besides this, I just I just wanted to bring this up for uh, the massive audience that is here on the Farwell and Pulp podcast. Our mothers. They probably missed it. <laughs> I, I know my mom was busy baking Christmas cookies before our last broadcast. Yeah. So when this came up on the air, she probably missed it. Mine uh, just don't listen. <laughs> but we are here to present to you, since it's the holidays, uh, and we are taking a break next week, by the way, so you'll have to do without this is your little uh, Farwell and Pope podcast Christmas present. And in light of the holiday season, we are going to hand out three presents of our own to different teams in the Ontario Hockey League. What we think they want for okay. Christmas. Yeah. The, the, way, the wish list. No, I was just going to say, are we, are we giving them a present? Or I, yeah. I don't have anything We're with saying me. What, they, what, their, what their number one present would be or what we think that they should get. Well, I'm, I'm, giving, it to them. To I'm giving it to them in this form, in okay. podcast yeah. form. Okay. Okay. What teams are getting presents from you? 
Uh, well, I'm going to start in the Western Conference. Okay. Uh, with the Owen Sound attack. Okay. I'm going to stay in the Western Conference with a gift for the Kitchener Rangers. Huh. And then I'm going to give a gift to the Barry Colts. Interesting. Okay. So I had originally been thinking all about Western Conference teams, and then I realized my Western Conference bias was showing. So I, too, will look east, and I have a gift this year for the Ottawa 67s. Uh, I also have a gift this year for the Sarnia Sting. And I have a gift this year to give to the London Knights. So we will... So wait, we're talking something league-wide. Yeah. And Mike Farwell is speaking about the London Knights. That's right. I'm going to give them a gift. Shocker. Uh, well, maybe maybe <laughs> not. You never know. We'll uh, real quick, you mentioned yeah. that your uh, mom was busy baking uh, Christmas cookies. That's correct. Mike Farwell's mother, for those who don't, do not know, world-famous chocolate chip cookies. It's unbelievable. It's, I mean, it, they cannot be replicated. No, they can't. You had a cousin come up to the booth and hand us some uh, shortbread cookies and some assortment of cookies. An assortment, yeah. Yeah, I cracked those open last night. I thought, I'm just going to have one here, while I, one or two while I watch TV. Next thing I know, I am wrist deep in this thing. Unbelievable. I have no idea what it is about the Farwell family, but those cookies were utterly delicious. I demolished the whole thing last night. If it works, if it's enough of an incentive for you, uh, stick around because they come every year. Ugh. Christmas comes, but once a year, so too do the cookies from my cousin. Man. But she brings a box up every single Christmas broadcast. Phenomenal. I know. I've been known to dig into them during the game before. Yeah, I, I couldn't no, stop. I yeah. just... <laughs> okay. Wow. So before we get to the gifts we're giving out, I just wanted to touch on this streak thing. And I know you are tired of it personally, but I'll tell you where this began. This began the night of the Sioux's extension of said streak to 19 games versus the Kitchener Rangers. And I got a, a rather harshly worded email that began with, please correct your misinformation. Now, Tony, who is a massive Rangers fan, lifelong, I get the sense that Tony's been here since 63, following the team, uh, was adamant, was absolutely adamant that the Kitchener Rangers streak of 25 consecutive wins in 1983-84 is the only streak that, quite frankly, matters because it was every game won in regulation. There was not even an overtime game at that point. And I said to Tony, I said, yeah, Tony, I, I hear you, but I think you're, t- you're being a little bit, little bit harsh here, a little bit rigid. So I still look at the Sioux's streak, which is now up to 20 games, four overtime victories in there, and I say, I'm, I'm good with that. They, they won their game still during the course of hockey play. But it did, Tony's email did cause me to pull back and take a look at some of the other streaks as listed by the Ontario Hockey League. And I I think Tony does make a rather interesting point insofar as the longest streak, even if you're not counting the others that are in existence right now, nobody has yet equaled, no team has equaled 25 consecutive wins, much less 25 consecutive wins in 60 minutes of hockey. Maybe that's the record, and we should make it that, and everything else is moot from there. I so, so disagree with Why? you. Why? That's what a team the, has the, done. The only, I'm going to so, tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you. The only streak that matters is that Kitchener Rangers 25-game streak because it is the longest, no matter what. It doesn't, the, the, the London streaks don't matter. The Sioux streak right now doesn't matter because... The longest streak, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, if we're talking about validity, 
the 25 games is the longest streak. But if the, if the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds yes. hit 25 or 26, right. it is still the same. It is a winning streak. The game has changed. The rules have changed. Life happens. Life changes. Overtime existed when the Kitchener Rangers had their streak. They just didn't Perfect. have they so didn't need they overtime. Will, so then they will have the longest regulation winning streak. This is my point. And this, this is what we come back it's to. It's just then, another isn't word. It? No. Well, it, it's the same as the longest point streak. London Knights. Right. They have the longest point streak. 31 games. The Rangers have the longest winning streak. How about that 29 0 2, by yeah, the way? That's nuts. That's crazy. Well, we might be. <laughs> we were just looking at the standings. You're we talking out there. The Sioux have lost three games in regulation this year. Yeah. That is ludicrous. That we're is. at the midway point. Well, I'm pretty um, sure. Wasn't it that same London team that year, 04 05, that ran off 31 uh, unbeaten, 29 0 2? I think they. Uh, it was 9 or 11. I should know this. I'll look it up. You look it up. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the streak, people can get upset at it. The only reason they're upset at it because they're a Ranger fan. It's that simple. That could be. That, it's 100%. That's why, that's why they're upset because the Rangers could lose their streak. You're looking it up. You're, seven. Oh, seven. Seven. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yucky. Good luck. Good luck, Sue. Was that what, 0405 you said? Yeah. That was the year they traded for Adam Dennis? Uh, yes. From, yes, it was. From the storm. And they had Garrett Coleman. Is that the other goalie? The other goalie that year was Ryan McDonald. Ryan McDonald. Gerald Coleman was there as well. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah McDonald eventually went to Guelph. He 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 fl- he got flipped to Guelph for Dennis, I, I believe. Corey Perry, David Boland, Danny Savret, Danny Fritch, Fritchie is in there. Rob Shrimp. Yeah, he was decent. <laughs> oh my, it was a good team. Anyway, uh, but at the end of the day, if, if the Sioux pass the Rangers, their streak is the longest winning streak. Period. Period. Full stop. Dash 30 dash. For those in our uh, broadcasting world. Okay. It, it is the longest winning streak. There's no asterisk. There's no but. No. It is the longest winning streak. Regardless how they got there. Regardless of what rules are in place in the game. It is the longest winning streak. It's a, that's a compelling argument. And I, I think the, the way you position it just like that as wins. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. It really does. I, I'm still going to stand on the side of, and, and the Sioux streak to me right now is the second longest uh, at 20 games, four of them having gone to OT. Uh, the London streak of 2012-13 is in the mix that 24 is currently listed as a winning streak. But, but it was you after, like Right. And I think a shootout at the very best, at the most generous, that's a tie. That's a tie. Because nothing, yeah, I know it goes down under the W. I know. Under the W, one. It is because a it was win. a shootout. Yeah, it is. By the rules of the game today, yes. you're right. But I, I can't get there. I just can't get there. And that's probably more than anything my bias against the shootout. Honestly, I know I'll get accused of it. And you, you can if you want, you know, because I'm a Kitchener boy and I broadcast the Kitchener Rangers teams. But I, I swear to you, I care not that the record is is held currently by the Kitchener Rangers. I don't. I Honestly, I'd love to see the Sioux do it. I think this is great for junior hockey. Do you know how many people told me after that Rangers-Greyhounds game uh, just before Christmas how great that game was? It was that fantastic. Was, it, it was a tremendous game. It was a showcase for the league. Good for the league. Let's get this league some of, of the positive publicity I think it deserves. I, I just... For me, I can't get there on the shootout. And I would say that in the NHL. I would say that in the AHL. I would say that in the IIHL. So my question is, I don't understand how, because you don't like something, you refuse to recognize its validity. Well, it's not that I don't, I guess, I guess that might be a way of looking at it. Because I, to me. Not just you. I mean, a lot of people. Well, because it's, is it really hockey? 
It's not like the game. That's why. Yes, even because those, the rules have changed, no, so but, therefore it is hockey. Well, <laughs> like I believe this is a black and white issue. No, it's not though. See, it's it's not. It's played on skates, and there's a stick and a puck and a goaltender <laughs> and a. Play. I get it, but <laughs> yeah. that's why I will argue with people that say even overtimes don't count. At least in an overtime situation, you are still playing the game exactly the way you began the game. I don't like the penalty kick thing in soccer. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Okay, but and. You may not like it, and whether you like it or not, I, I ask you this, is it exciting? You talked about no. the, the game is, was exciting between the Sioux and the Rangers, and everyone was talking about how exciting that game was. Was there a shootout? No, but I'm saying... That's why it was exciting. Well, you can have two different types of games that are exciting. A, a 9-8 nine, nine, game is just as exciting as a one nothing game if, if you're a hockey fan, to me. but if So you're telling me that a shootout or penalties in soccer is not exciting? Absolutely not. All you have to do is go to social media anytime there is a shootout or penalty kicks in soccer. When TFC went into penalty kicks last year in what's, the final. What's TFC? Exactly. Right. When it went into penalty kicks last year in soccer in the MLS Cup, Twitter was blowing up. So I is, turned it on, this is and be, I don't even watch soccer. This is going to be the barometer now, what social media is saying. But I'm saying it's exciting. I turned it on because I wanted to see it. Because I don't watch soccer. I find it... Uh, too slow, too mundane. I'm I'm not as as calculated as other people who do enjoy soccer. It's a great sport. Don't get me wrong. I don't watch it on a regular basis. If there's penalty kicks for a championship, I'm watching. Mm, you know, it I, is exciting. I, I, that, that's all I'm saying. It's exciting. I'd say the same thing about me kind of getting caught up in uh, Toronto Raptors fever uh, a couple of seasons ago when all of the. Uh, what do they call it? Jurassic Park outside mm-hmm. of the Jurassic ACC? Park, yeah. yeah. And uh, a buddy of mine kind of got involved. And so I started following and I'm watching and I'm getting into the playoff games. Not one of them went to a free throw competition and it was exciting as hell. And that's Agreed. a sport I don't traditionally watch. Agreed. Okay. Completely agree with you. Like again, both can be exciting. So if there's a shootout in the Ontario Hockey League or on the in the NHL, I'm flipping it on the TV because I want to see it. Mono a mono. Best versus best. We, we talk about it all the time. We want to see best versus best. That is best versus best. You remember the last time the uh, London Knights won the Memorial Cup? Yep. You remember how they did it? Nope. Overtime. Game tie and goal scored with about four minutes to play. Off to OT they go. They win it. That's exciting. That should have had eyes drawn to it. Twitter would have been blowing up. Oh my gosh, the London Knights tied the score I've, with four minutes and change to go. I ah. think it did. That's exciting. Well, of course it is. Because I, the, I, listen, no I would shootout. I would, as much as I like the shootout to watch it, I find it exciting. I find watching players try to pull those moves and, and as a goaltender to have that mentality, it is on me, that weight on your shoulders. That's why I got, that's why I wanted to be a goaltender. I wanted to have effect on the game. I hated sitting on a bench watching other players play and I was getting scored against. It drove me nuts. That sucked when you were a goaltender then because didn't you spend most of your time? I did. The game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. It backfired. I had to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> no, it backfired. On me. <laughs> I was playing in a, in a, a charity game on the weekend and, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, my I was sitting in the room. My brother walks by and he goes, "You're doing a lot of thinking for opening the door all game." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Out of boy, me. Nick." Yeah, you got me. Good. That was good. Um, but I, I'm a firm whether you like to shoot it or not. I, I mean, I do, but I would still love to go back to the days where we see four overtime periods. I'm a fan of that. I love that. But see, this again is exactly what you will see in the playoffs because yeah. so the leagues themselves, at least hockey doesn't even really believe yeah. in the shootout. It is a convenience to keep the game 
moving along and that's, during the that's regular what it season. Is, right? So we don't have those four overtime games and you lose people watching and it's basically these players and it's for the player safety really. Of course. You want to well, play two games in, in one day and then have a back-to-back and then what? The, and this be, this becomes a broader argument. Right? And I thought about this before we began the podcast today because I had a feeling this aspect of it would come up. You know, we could we could take a look at how much we, hockey we actually play during a season. We could look at the NHL, and I know it all comes down to revenue, and we have to always remember that. But we could shorten a season and then play actual games to decide winners and losers. And and again, well, it, now we're talking about schedule length, and that's well, a whole other issue. Exactly, but that's where this has that that's where the goofy shootout has gotten us. Yeah. And dear hockey, I hope you're happy because it makes me cranky. I'm just trying to count here. If I Two, three, five. Talk about something here so I can... Uh, what are you trying to count? I need, I need <laughs> how, many shoot, how many shootouts there's been in the OHL this year? Oh, gosh. Who cares? But who? Well, why, why do you care? Well, one, because it's an interesting stat. And two, because then we yes. can see how many double overtimes we'd be going to. Why does that it's, mean? It's interesting that they're... Like, honestly, I'm actually surprised. It's five from, minutes, though. I know, but I'm, I'm surprised watching any overtime three on three in this league that, that we have any shootouts. Absolutely fair, which is another step that I think the league has done right. I, I mean, love the three on three, but in, in the playoffs it's five on five and yeah. it's 20 minutes. And so double overtimes, that that's, that would be a false comparison. I'm so with you. I feel like there needs to be a, um, a, a steadiness, a constant from the regular season to the playoffs. I don't think that's fair for a team to get, uh, wins or losses via the shootout or three on three, and then make it to the regular seat or uh, playoffs that they may not have if it was five on five, just because they have a star player that went end to end or whatever. Um, but it's again, it's exciting. Pulls fans in. Not this fan, and I'm a fan of the game. You're already here as much as I am. We're yeah, not worried I'm about stuck. you. That's right. Right. Exactly. They're not worried about you. That's a good point. A good point. Or All me, right. I should say. Let's give out. Let's give out some Christmas presents, shall we? Go for it. You want to go first? No, go ahead. All well, right. no, I'll go first. You sure? Well, do you want to go first or last? The last shall be first and the first shall be last. I, don't I, care. I have no idea what that means. Don't worry about it. Okay. I had a teacher that once said that. When we would rush to get out of his classroom. Yeah. Mr. Davey, grade six. And be, he'd, so he'd take the person that got to the doorway first because it was a rush to get out of his class. Grab him by the shoulder, move him aside. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. And then the person that got stuck, slow, fat guy like me. I was going to say, so it was me. Pull me out. <laughs> and I got to go out first. I don't know. It's, it's some philosopher, okay. I'm sure. So back to the po- Farwell and Pope podcast. You yeah. want to go You want to go first? You sure. want me to go first? Now you go first. You I go wanna, first? I'm, I'm okay. giving the big, that away. The biggest gift yes. to be given in the Ontario Hockey League this year is to the Owen Sound Attack. I have a feeling. Yeah, can I anybody know. <laughs> guess what that gift is? I thought they already tried to buy it for themselves. No, they didn't. Okay. What, what they did, I, no, I shouldn't say that anyway. Um, <laughs> they, the gift is a legitimate goaltender. So one way or another. Could that gift be Michael McNiven? It won't. Return to well, the it team? Could, yes, it could be, but it won't be. I gotcha. It won't be him. Okay. And anyone who still thinks that it is, keep dreaming. But it needs to, if they, if they are serious of uh, not wasting, I'll, I'll say it, not wasting what they have in a team this year, they need goaltending. And the guys they have back there, with all due respect to them, isn't going to be good enough to get it done. Not this year, not last year, not next year. The Owen Sound Attack have a very, very good team. 
We've seen them on numerous occasions, but they can't stop the puck. As good as their defense is, as good as they try to play team defense, especially in that small barn, it's just not good enough, and they need a goaltender. And I think heading into the break, that is their number one wish, and that is what they want under that tree in Owen Sound. I don't think you're uh, you're far off the mark on that. Okay, I'll stay in the Western Conference. And the gift, the first gift that I will give out goes to the Sarnia Sting. And it, I'm, I'm treating this gift a little bit like uh, a gift card to a retail outlet if you buy it in Ontario, because they never expire, right? So this is a gift that the Sarnia Sting don't have to use right away, but they can cash in, say, around, I don't know, late March, early April. I would like to gift to the Sarnia Sting, owners of a 14-game winning streak this year, okay. a playoff round victory. The Sarnia Why? Sting. When was the last time they had one, Mike? 2008. A guy named Steven Stamkos was playing for the team back then. And this is also a team, you'll remember, that went out and loaded up a couple of seasons ago with the likes of Travis Konechny et al. And yet they got bounced in the first round by the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds in the 2-7 matchup. It was unbelievable. It was unexpected. And yet it happened. So for the Sarnia Sting's sake, and and... Remember, this is a team, as I mentioned, has won 14 in a row, but some people will still say, don't love their back end. I think they're a little thin up front. If you, I'm not going to try to wish ill on any, every, anybody, but once you go past Jordan Cairo, yeah. it gets pretty thin. So it's not a perfect team, but for me, you energize a fan base with a 14-game winning streak. You've been holding down that uh, top spot, or thanks to the Sioux, not the top spot mm-hmm. anymore, but you're, you're, you're there. In, in the conversation, yeah. in the conference. Let's give the Sarnia Sting a playoff victory in 2018. I think they're just hoping that they don't, you know, sell the farm again and then not make it past the first round. That's it. You know, it, and that's, that's really <laughs> Shout the Shout out thing. Travis Connecting. It's like the, it's like the albatross, isn't yeah, it? So it's rough. That's, that's what I hope for them to win a playoff round. All right, let's go East. Okay. I'm saving my Western Conference team for last. My Eastern Conference gift goes to the Barry Colts, and that is... Didn't they already get it? No. Okay. That is, Aaron Luchuk has looked good. I looked very good. Sorry, I should. This he, is you. No, he's fine. You can jump all over me. Uh, just like our broadcast. Uh, <laughs> I kid. Uh, and that is a veto card. My gift to the Barry Colts is a veto card because if the Hamilton Bulldogs already went out and got two snipers in Ryan Moore and Nick Camano, there's still a very big piece to be dropped at the trade deadline. And if the Hamilton Bulldogs want to add to that offense even more and want to get some fans in that building and energize that city around that hockey club and have enough resources, money, well, they have resources money-wise, but to, to show the city why they should have a new arena like Michael Ann Lauer wants, if they go out and get that big fish and Erie doesn't want that big fish to land in the Western Conference and move them to the East, that is an offense that pro- it doesn't matter who's in goal for them. They have Caden Fulcher, but if they get that big fish, that is an offense that is very scary. And the Barry Colts have made some moves like Luchuk, and they have a guy in Svechnikov and Lipinov that they're very excited about, but it might not matter if the Hamilton Bulldogs can land that big fish. So I, I'm giving Barry a veto card. <laughs> so if that trade happens, they just go veto. Yeah, it's like a board game, yeah. right? Use it when no. you... I got it. Uh, interesting. It, and... I'm not sure, quite frankly, that Erie would really care where the big fish-ish goes, if you know what I'm saying, ish. 
But uh, and and I, what I've liked about the East is that there's a bit of an arms race going on, right? First, there is. Hamilton blinks and goes out and gets more in Commando, and then of course, this Luchuk is why, gets added to Barry. But this is why I'm saying so. Maybe another big big guy from the West goes to the East. How much more? Be, be, once you go beyond Hamilton and Barry, now I know Kingston's well, still a pretty interesting case. But if if we if uh, if our producer just play that uh, rewind track where we go back in history, uh, I believe somebody on this podcast and on our broadcast, predicted a certain team as a sleeper in the Eastern Conference this year. Peterborough Peets. Where are they right now? I know. I know. Maybe <laughs> They are last in their division. <laughs> I'm calling it on you because quite often you're right, and I will say that on the record, but when you're wrong, I got to point it out. Yeah, that's fair. And and I'll take it. Listen, don't write my Peets off yet, okay? <laughs> Jonathan Ang and company, I believe in Dylan Wells, but they are in a very interesting position. They need it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Peets are maybe doing some pretty serious shopping because the window's closing up there in Peterborough. I know. Or is it is it not closed? Not yet? Uh, well, it's after these. this year. Yeah, it, well, the, with what Barry... I see what you mean. You know, and Hamilton yeah. have done? So I think you have to respond to that or you're going to decide it's not that you yeah. have to respond to that, right? But you're right. I did call the Peterborough Peets. On the heels of that, I mentioned it earlier. I just want to say, if you're listening in Hamilton, go watch your team. <laughs> Stop it. I know you're a football city. It's a cheap ticket. It's downtown. Make it just like the Thai Cats game. It's great. You can buy beer there. It's a great atmosphere. You got great sight lines to the game. It's an AHL arena. Ann Lauer's dumped money galore into this team. They got Thai Cat color jerseys this year. They're a very, very, very good team. Go watch them. Anyway. All right. I'm going to stay in the East, too. And my gift is going to go to the Ottawa. 67s and i think i think what i would like to buy the ottawa 67s is a new fiddle a new fiddle i want i want the ottawa 67s to have a new fiddle so they don't have to play second fiddle anymore oh i want first fiddle status for first. the <laughs> for the ottawa 67s i totally made up first fiddle status but i kind of like it i like it bottom line is this who's and, first fiddle the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh, okay. And, and I'm not even sure. See, this is the real danger right now in that uh, sports conglomerate that's become the nation's capital right now uh, under the ownership of, of Jeff Hunt. He's got the Red Blacks. He's got the Ottawa Fury Soccer Club in there. And then you've got the Ottawa 67s. They might be third fiddle. I mean, we might have to get them two fiddles to get them back to first fiddle status. And what really got me thinking about this was the school day game in mm-hmm. Ottawa this season when they had 15,000 fans. It was loud. It was. And I get the fact that it's the unique aspect of the school day game. But it reminded me, Chris, of the Ottawa 67's games of old. They were the team before the London Knights. The Ottawa 67's were the team where you could go to the arena with 9,000 of your closest friends. They were relevant in that junior hockey market. And quite frankly, it's a fantastic market. I know. I know there's a ton more going on in Ottawa. It's a major market. But the Ottawa 67s used to be somebody in that market. And honest to goodness, though we go there just that one time a year, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to go into that city and see a dispassionate fan base, a small fan, like a fraction of the fan base that used to be there for a proud franchise that once boasted Brian Kilray as its tutor. I mean, just... Give them a fiddle. Give them a ding dang fiddle. It's a, they've had some good players go through there too, like some, right? Travis Konecki, Brian Campbell, Peter Morazic. There, there's tons of tons of players that went through there. So many good players. Why do you think that is? Why Why do you think 
is it like does he does do you think that the or, or the ownership just doesn't pay enough attention? They're not giving them enough money. I mean, they just redid their arena. Yeah, well, but if, it took four years, but still, we're going to get up there and, and do our game in Ottawa uh, around the Family Day weekend this year, mid February. Shout out, Mega. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Former coworker of ours left for the nation's capital because he loves the barber pole jerseys in the sixty sevens. Uh, but you'll see when you get there. I mean, the the Ottawa sixty sevens, the hockey club in that complex are an also ran. They're, a, they're, a, they're not even a second thought. They might be a fourth thought, right? The whole thing was designed for the Red Blacks for the football and for the soccer for sure. club. Yeah. yeah, and so... it's tough, But it's a great... It, it's a, it's a, it's oh, a, it's a beautiful area. Right? Which, well, it's a beautiful area, but it's also a, a great... I find it to be a great arena. It's something unique. You, you walk in there, it looks like nothing else in the league. There's nothing great about it. Really? For a hockey I, venue, not even I just anything. Think it's, I just think it's something completely different. How about... How about well, the, crazy, bro- the broadcast area is not great, but and crazy idea. How about some sort of you know like video scoreboard for the fans? That yeah. Come on already with you. It's not. It's not well done. I'm sorry. It's no, not. I'm with you. Quickly, just because this podcast was uh, originally generated as a as a way to take you on the road with us. Yes. For those who don't know, can you tell the story and just kind of paint the picture, so to speak, of uh, a couple of years ago when you were. Uh, Broadcasting from up there. So Jimmy Gilchrist, uh, shout out to the uh, the dean of OHL hockey in Kingston, who is meticulous in his um, in his note taking. And when we get to Kingston every year, he makes sure that we know all of the Eastern Conference arenas where he has already visited. Not phone numbers sometimes change for our dial up connections. All these different things. Wow. And Jimmy warned us. He said, "Take an extra suit with you when you go to Ottawa." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Take an extra suit?" He says, "The drywall dust will get you." <laughs> uh, I, I I went through it in picture by picture form on Twitter a few years ago. Bottom line is, you had to walk outside of the arena proper into a construction zone, past a door that said. Uh, hard hats only beyond this point up a narrow set of stairs through another door that was propped open by an old VCR. I'm not making any of this up down this hallway and into this. I don't even know what to call it. Alcove might be the best description of it down in the corner, down in the corner of one end of the rink. So you're, when you look down from this broadcast perspective, you can see the goaltender down to your right. That's where you are. So you're looking at the rink lengthwise and the alcove is an unfinished mess. And truly the drywall dust was all over your suit by the time you were finished with the broadcast. Oh, and by the way, the rickety wooden table that you put your equipment on and tried to make notes with was the best part. So safe to say you were a fan of how the setup was. You know, I'm always, I'm always reluctant to get too uptight about stuff like that i mean we see games for free 68 nights a year uh we usually get a meal of some sort when we get there not in ottawa but that's another story that's okay you know all i really ask for is a cup of bad coffee and a a decent place to work right give me a give me an internet connection so i can have my laptop uh let me have some place for put my book so i can write my handwritten notes and so on and so forth uh none of the above yeah so it it was it was pretty rough it It was was pretty rough. rough yeah all right They've, they've improved things. Can we move on? From that perspective. Yes. Ottawa, I'm sending you a fiddler too. Okay. <laughs> fiddler. Um, my uh, third gift this holiday season, because one of us had to do it, is a gift 
We two, didn't have to. Well, we're broadcasters. We got to at least stick with the team that we broadcast. Okay. At least for a little bit or something to do with them. Sure. Um, when we're talking league wide is for the Kitchener Rangers. And for that, it is very simple. I'd like to gift them health. Hmm. That's a very good gift. I think a lot of people get gifted that at this yeah, time of the year. right? Oh, health and happiness. Exactly. Health and happiness. <laughs> anyway, I hate this time of year. I can't stand it. Um, health. Because they've already lost a defenseman of their top pairing in Connor Hall. He needs to be healthy for this team to be successful. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's how, that's how important to this team I believe he is. Their goaltending might as well just be an ER at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's been rough, eh? Big it's mash been rough. Unit there. It, Luke Opelka surgeries, Chris McGonigal last year's surgery, now with the flu, Anthony Dumont-Bouchard, an upper body injury. Knock on wood for Luke Richardson right now because this team needs to get healthy. And in order for them to be successful, which they can be, they need health and happiness this holiday season. <laughs> Paging Dr. Health, Dr. Health to the Rangers dressing yes. room. Yeah, uh, I like that one. Thank okay. you. I am going to stay not there only in the Western Conference, but the Midwest Division. And yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I have a gift to send down the 401. Hold on. Is this a gift or is it coal? No, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> we're giving out gifts, right? They already had Cole Sherwood. They don't get to have him back. Oh, that was good. You're welcome. That was good. Uh, I am going to send the London Knights, much like your, and we didn't talk about this in advance, but it's something very similar to your veto card that you've gifted mm. the Barry Colts. I am gifting or would like to gift the London Knights a do-over. A do-over? The London Knights. Wait, they didn't do something perfect? Well, if you'll remember, they had a bit of an eight-game losing streak early in this season. Yeah. And they were down and out and looking pretty helpless. And all of a sudden, you look up at the standings and you realize the London Knights have gotten themselves right back into the mix in the Western Conference. Still sitting fifth place as we're here at the break. But that, quite frankly, is higher than I thought they would get by this point. I said, and I will maintain, so you can make fun of me later, <laughs> Peterborough, Dark Horse, go Pete's. And I said that the London Knights will not crack the top four in the Western Conference this season. They're uh, uh, how many points away from home ice advantage right now? They are a point <laughs> away from uh, getting a home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. And so, just imagine though what this team looks like in the absence of that eight-game losing streak. I mean, a lot of things were going wrong, including the absences of guys like Formanton. They didn't have their goaltending sorted out. Victor Mete wasn't back, and so on and so forth. And who knows if Victor Mete comes back in the second half and what that means to the London Knights. But really, if they could if they could do over half those games and, and go four and four instead of eight straight losses. Yeah. It, so well, they'd be leading the division and the Rangers would be in fifth. Well, well, probably not fifth, but still. They'd uh, be leading the division. They would be. They would be just ahead of the Kitchener yeah. Rangers with eight more points. Yeah, so it's... Uh, the goaltending has been figured out. Second least goals against average in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, so just imagine where the London Knights would be if they had not lost eight games in a row at one point this season, 18, 14, and two right now, which I believe when they lost eight in a row, were they one and nine or two and 10? Either way, it's like... I believe they were one and nine and then went to two and 10 with a thrubbing of the Rangers. That's, yeah, I think that's how it, how it went too. So if they were one and nine, they're 17 and five since. Yeah. So... Not bad. Look out, Ontario Hockey League. Here come the London Knights. I mean, you're not 32. Three and two or thirty, 
three and two or something like that. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, pretty goofy what the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are doing. It's uh, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, can I also give us a gift? I love gifts. Yeah. I love this time of year. Us as media members in this Ontario Hockey League. I've said it before. Uh-oh. And I've said it again. On the road, away from the microphone. And I just have a request. There are multiple media people in this league, or uh, media relations people within the with on teams that do a great job. There are some that don't want to waste paper, so they print out a little package and that's it. Can we just get some continuity within these media packages? And I'm sure the fans don't care about this, but I, I, we get packages in the media room, and some we get rosters split up of where they're from and all this kind of stuff. Others, it's, it's a lot smaller in certain rings. I just want continuity. I want to be able to know that I'm getting certain facts when I go to arenas. And it's all available online. The league gives this to the media relations people. I think they all do a great job. They look after us. Don't get me wrong. I just want some continuity. Maybe the OHL can just provide like a PDF every week that that team prints out, and then that's it. No, Nothing else, that's it. That's all I want. Okay. Are you listening, league offices? Chris Pope has a suggestion for you. That's it. Okay. Just make it easier on the media relations people, because a lot of times these media relations people have 18 other jobs they're doing for this team. Very few teams, if any, that I can think of, their main job is looking after the media relations for the team. They have multiple hats because of downsizing and whatever and money and all that kind of stuff. It's just the way the world is working, not just media relations roles and the OHL. It's everywhere. But I just want some continuity. And I think the the media members of the league would appreciate that. And I think it would be nice for the league to help out those media relations people. So you have gifted goaltending to Owen Sound, a veto card to Barry, health to the Kitchener Rangers, and continuity to broadcasters in this league. I have offered up a playoff round victory for the Sarnia Sting, a fiddle or two for the Ottawa 67s, and a do-over for the London Knights. You going to give us a gift or anything? Aren't you wearing a free hoodie right now? No, I had to pay for it. You did not. I did. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. That's too bad. Here's a gift for Rangers fans. 28th of December. I'm not on the broadcast. <laughs> he said it, not me. We will, however, return on the 28th of December for Kitchener Rangers Hockey on 570 News. And uh, the Farwell and Pope podcast will return on Friday, January the 5th. We're going to take a little break over the Christmas holiday. And if anybody has any, um, if you're an avid listener and you have any topics you want us to tackle or anyone on the on the circuit that you want to hear from, let us know. Yeah, because we tackle all kinds of things like streaks and three-star selections. And more important things like continuity. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, let, let us know. And if, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Toss a couple stars on there. Uh, let us know what you're thinking of it so far. It would, it would be greatly appreciated. And leave only one star if you think that's all it's worth. Or five. Anywhere in there. Uh well, iTunes and all podcast catcher. I'm at, glad. At, under, at Farwell underscore OHL That's at good. underscore Chris Pope. I'm Farwell. I'm Pope. Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Health and happiness. This has been the Farwell and Pope podcast. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.